Welcome to the Metal Chick Podcast. I am your hostess, Carrie Zilka. We are sitting here with Aaron Lane from Aces High, Iron Maiden tribute band, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite local musicians. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's get into it. Let's talk about Aces High a little bit. How did it get started? Oh, Aces High got started uh, back in 2014. I was jamming with a guy that I'd met on Craigslist. Yes, it's a Craigslist deal. <laughs> um, and we were looking for some musicians, so I put an ad out on Craigslist for a bass player, a guitar or a drummer, and a singer. And we got a response from a bass player that says, would you ever consider doing an Iron Maiden tribute band? And I said, absolutely. So this guy, as you know, Ralph Cybella, the man behind the machine. He's nuts. He is nuts. Um, <laughs> really nuts. He he shows up to my house and uh, I learned a couple Maiden tunes at that point and he shows up to my house and I see this this old guy walking to my basement with all his pro bass gear. I'm like, there's no way this guy knows Iron Maiden. So we got started. The first song we played together was The Trooper and I watched him play for about three minutes before I just lost my shit and was like, he's incredible. We gotta start this band. So yeah, that's where we got our start and uh, been going ever since. That's cool. So let's start from the beginning. How okay. did you yourself get into music? Oh, God. Because not everybody just, like, picks up a guitar and starts playing. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I got my start when I was 14. My mom bought me my first guitar for my birthday. And uh, it was a $100 guitar. My mom scrimped, scrimped and saved for it and finally got it for my birthday. I still have the guitar, actually. It's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, That's cool. I got into music because of the fact that I just I started listening to I was hanging around with a lot of people that were into punk so I started listening to the Sex Pistols and I was into Green Day the old school Green Day like 1039 smoothed out Slappy Hours Kerplunk the the old old shit and got into Rancid what else the Misfits um, the Clash I wasn't too keen on but they kind of grew on me after a while obviously Rock the Casbah one of one of the classic songs so it all started from there and then. One day, my cousin brought over a tape that his dad had made for him, and um, it was Metallica's Black Album, and I've never heard Metallica before. So we put this in the, the stereo, and I was like, I was blown away. Just the heavy riffs and the, the, the leads and the drumming, I was like, it was insane. It kind of all stemmed from there, and then one night I was just sitting there, and I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can you buy me a guitar for my birthday? And she's like, if that's what you really want, then I'll go get you a guitar. So we found one for the right price, and she got me my guitar, and... That's how I started playing, because I just, I wanted to be like James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett rolled into one. They were my idols. That's where I got my my juice from, you know, just listening to those guys play, the, just the, the intensity they play with. I'm like, that is awesome. And seeing pictures in magazines of just these bands being on stage, just playing music because people love it. Yeah. Music's an amazing thing, and it, it reaches so many people, and you can, you don't even have to sing a, a lick. All you gotta do is just play one song and you can reach so many people with that one song. It's really interesting to me how influential those two musicians are. Oh, absolutely. I, so far, almost every interview that I've done so far, they're like, well, I got my, you know, like, started listening to Metallica and that was all she wrote, basically. I think that's really cool. So. Metallica's so, probably put more, more guitars in hands than, you know, anything. Um, and really cool moms. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you, you, you got others like Dimebag Daryl, God rest yeah. his soul. The guy was influential metalhead. The guy, you know, For sure. he, he, he did things on a guitar that 
not many people could do and still to this day his sound is just so highly sought after you know he's just an amazing guitar player and then you got guys like Scott Ian from Anthrax <laughs> and holy Christ Ingve Malmsteen the, the shredder I mean just such influential musicians just want to make you like oh my god that's incredible it makes playing guitar that much more fun yeah so you're 14 so were you like so in high school did you play more of the punk stuff or did you play really make the transition into metal that's that's funny um my first band we were called killers of the peace um and it was two bass players me and the guitar and then a drummer we didn't have a singer because nobody could sing we didn't care i i started my first band probably about eight months after i started the guitar which was pretty, wow. pretty quick. That's quick. I didn't know how to play really hardly anything. I took I took two lessons. They came free with the guitar. I took two lessons, got some basics down, and started going from there. We did this this band, and it pretty much lasted through my whole high school career with the same guys. We um, our first show was in a friend of ours' basement, and we had probably like thirty people there, all people we went to high school with. And the only thing we could play was the opening riff to Smoke on the Water. That's the only... We played that for 15 minutes with bad solos and all. Just kept on going. And people it, loved people it. People ate it up. They yep. loved it. It wasn't the aspect we were playing, playing Smoke on the Water or the fact that we were even shitty at playing Smoke on the Water. So you were playing. It is the aspect that we were yeah. playing. People just loved it. Yeah. So um, going forward there, one of the bass players, his dad was a musician. Um, my good friend Chris, his dad Charlie, was a, uh, was a guitar player. Like He played uh, like blues and jazz. He showed me some things on guitar, completely different from what I was playing, but showed me some things on, on guitar. And we started doing, he did this thing at his house called Mead Fest. It was a big summer party with a big bonfire and a bunch of local musicians that he knew. And we actually did, he had our band play there, and then we played, me and Chris played with him and his band, which was a lot of fun. Um, I learned Rockin' in the Free World, just to play that in uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane by Tom Petty. It was, it was fun. That's cool. Um, so that's where I really started, like, branching out to different things, and I realized, like, I want to be a cover band guitar player, because playing other people's music is fun. And I've done some original stuff. I had a band when I was out in California. We, uh, we did some stuff. We did a four-track record guys that I was in the Navy with no vocals but yeah I, it was all original I wrote every, every track on that on that CD myself wow that's so, cool and it's funny too because you sit there and you listen to what you wrote and you're like oh I could have done so much better I could have done this or I could have done that and that, that riff sounds stupid and then all of a sudden like you hear a riff that kind of mimics what you've written but played by a professor you're like oh that's awesome <laughs> it's a weird weird thing so Post high school, now did you join the military? Join the Navy. Join the Navy right out of high school. Sure. Okay. And as a fellow Navy veteran, knowing having been in the military, it's hard like to do the stuff that you normally do. How does that transition correlate to being a musician? Did you bring your guitars with you? No, I didn't. Um, actually, it was tough because the first, you know, I had to go through boot camp and then I had to go through A school. And you're moving around so constantly, you really can't take all your gear yeah. with you. Um, yeah, you have limited birth space. Exactly, yeah, you have very limited space. So, after my, my first deployment, when I came back, when I got to Hawaii and I got settled, first thing I did was go down to the music store and dump an ass load of money on some gear. I got a Mesa Triple Rectifier half stack, I got a Gibson Gothic Explorer, and I put that in my room. And I had a closet that could hold all this stuff, so it was good. Um, Were you in barracks? Yeah. I was in barracks, but they were nice, nice barracks. Yeah. So. so what did your roommate say? My roommate, he's like, he's like, 
Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna get chicks doing that, dude. <laughs> That's what, that was the first thing out of his mouth, That's and I'm like, awesome. I'm like, I just like it's to play so guitar, true. right? So you know, being new to this squadron, I'd met a few people, and um, met this guy named Glenn Alonzo who passed away a couple years ago. Rest his soul, the guy was an amazing guitar player. I bumped into him at the E Club one day, and um, he uh, asked me, he's like, Hey, you wanna wanna jam sometime? I said, Sure, let's do it. So the next week, he's like, Come over to my house and jam with me. I was like, All right, cool. So I grabbed my gear and brought it over there. And, we got to jamming and we knew a lot of the same songs and he's like, let's start a band. Because he was in a band in Japan for five years. Who turns out, it's a weird story. He was in a band in Japan with the guys in his squadron. His drummer ended up being my drummer years down the road. Really? So I get to my squadron in VX31 out in China Lake, California. I'm there for about six months. I'm sitting in my shop one night and this guy named Justin Downey comes over. He's like, hey, I'm looking for AO2 Lane. I'm like, do I know you? And he said, no, but you know Glenn Alonzo, right? I said, yeah, of course I know Glenn Alonzo. He's a, a guitar player I jam with. He's like, I know. He told me you were here. He's like, I used to jam with him in Japan. I'm like, oh my God. you're the drummer. He's like, yeah. I was like, we're starting a band. But anyway. That's so, hilarious. Small world. Yeah, it's and a big, cool. big time small world. So Glenn, me and Glenn decided we're going to start this band. And we got a guy from the Lion Shack that knew how to play the drums. We got a bass player who was really flaky and liked to drink a lot. And all he, he was pretty much the Sid Vicious of the band. We ended up giving him the boot. Um, and it's a funny story, and I'll get to that here in a second. Awesome. So we started, Glenn was singing, and then we started this band. And we had another guitar player named Charlie. We had three guitar players at one point. And we just did our thing. And... What's tough about being in the military and being in a band is everybody starts to rotate going different yep. locations. So we lost Charlie, and then it was just me and Glenn on guitar, and him still singing, and then the drummer was still sticking around. And the bass player, we had an opportunity to open for Leonard Skinner one day. What? And during our lunch break, the person that was promoting this show said, hey, I want to see you guys play. Can you put on a practice right now? We're like, yeah, sure. The bass player flaked out. He didn't show up. Come on. And he worked right like three shops down from me. I'm like, dude, seriously. So I ended up going to pick up the bass guitar. And I was playing all of our songs on the bass. So it was Glenn on guitar and, and singing, me on bass, and Tony on drums. And well, we didn't get the spot anyway, but it was neither here nor there. I ended up transitioning from guitar to bass. So then we picked up another guy. He was a flight engineer picked up another guy um, Ryan started singing so that's where section 8 really got going because we started Ryan knew some club owners we started doing shows out in Waikiki down in Honolulu on these local bands how cool is that and it was great for the first for the first couple of months we were jamming out once 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 twice a month by the time we were together for four years almost four years by the time we were said and done we were doing three shows a week for a year and a half. Oh my God, that's a lot. We were a touring band. We were getting wow. paid very well for what we did. because that's cool. We, Holy cow. We had over 100 songs in our catalog, so we could switch. We were playing different bars every night. And there was nights where we'd do two nights in a row at the same bar, but we'd bring in the local crowd, and we'd bring in a lot of metalheads, and we did stuff from like Candlebox, um, we did Matchbox 20, we did Pink Floyd, we did everything, anything that would get, get people up and moving, you know? So it was amazing, and then I was like, "Sounds amazing!" I'm gonna be a bass player, so I wanted to be a bass player for a while. But then I picked my guitar back up, and I was like, "Nah." That's what true wanted... love is. Right, exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So. So you got out. You came home. 
to Milwaukee. No, I'm not even to... from uh, Wisconsin. I'm from okay. Massachusetts. Okay, so originally from Massachusetts. Yep. So you went back. Good lord, all over the country. I never, I never went back to Massachusetts. Okay. Um, I came straight here out of the military. What brought you here? My ex-wife. Okay. Um, and my kids. So. Came straight here out of the military. I lived in Kenosha. And Kenosha's got a big music scene. Jumped in a couple bands out there. Uh, Black Widow, Ten Ton, uh, Bound to Please. Did a lot of shows out there. Good friends of mine, uh, Lisa Uplegger. Was one, me and her were super tight on guitar. I was a rhythm. She was my lead. We played a lot of cool stuff like Kiss and Alice Cooper and Cheap Trick and just the good shit that people yeah, like to hear. Totally. So. Uh, then I ended up moving out to Milwaukee. Once I got out here, you know, I was just jamming to myself. I didn't really know anybody out here. So, met up with Jason Engel, our former guitar player, and just kind of started from there. So, so is that who you started Aces High with? Yep. So what, okay, Iron Maiden is very technical. It's very complex. I used Not to, everybody I, can play it. I, I used to have... I used to not want to play Iron Maiden songs because it was a cover band that I was in. We did Wasted Ears. I didn't want to play Iron Maiden because I wasn't that good at the guitar. So what makes you decide then to do a an Iron Maiden tribute band? Because I love Maiden. Maiden, like okay. you said, it's very technical. And yeah. that's one of the things about it. it it's, it's so technical that everybody's like, not everybody can play that. They can't. Which, which I think People try. Yeah, which I think that's what separates us from a lot of other, other bands. But at the same token, you got bands like Judas Beast and Maiden Chicago that do this stuff just like we do it. But we still are, Milwaukee and Wisconsin's only Iron Maiden tribute. Yeah. So when the idea of Iron Maiden was brought to me, I was never a lead guitar player, ever. I've always been a rhythm guitar player. I was the James Hetfield of every band that I was in. Because I just wanted to play rhythm. I just like, just to, just to play. Just, mm-hmm. to, just to, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> And so when the idea of Aces High was brought up, I was like, okay. I jumped on it before I could even really think about it. Like, oh, you know, I'm really skeptical on, on doing Iron Maiden because I'm not that great of a guitar player. I'm okay enough to get by and play certain songs. I can I can pretty much learn anything by, by listening to it and picking it up. But at the same token too, I'm not I was I wasn't very confident in my guitar playing skills. Yeah. So when Jason and I were throwing around the idea before Ralph came to jam, he's like I'm he's like I'm not a very good lead guitar player. I was like, I'm not a lead guitar player either. I was like, but I'll I'll try and he's like, okay, well, let's just try it. So Jason did the majority of the rhythm work where I did both Dave and Adrian's solos. So I was doing all the solos. And it is a lot. I was I was tired after a show. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then Jason started picking up his leads. He started wanting to do it. And I said, just do it, dude. Just pick it up. Watch a couple videos on YouTube. See how people play it. There's always different variations of everything that somebody's going to be playing. So just play it. Just feel it. That's all you got to do. And he did. And that's how I did it. I, I go on YouTube and I will watch five or ten different videos on somebody playing a solo section, I can get bits and pieces, and then I can put something together that works for the solo. And I try to keep as close to Adrian as I can, because Adrian's got a hell of a style, and I absolutely love love his style. So, like, 22 Acacia Avenue is one of my favorite solos that Adrian does, and it's one of the, my favorite solos to play, so when I want to learn that solo, I learned it note for note. Take me, okay, we'll get into the band stuff in a minute, but take me through your learning process so are you do you have any classical training do you read music or is it all by ear it's all by ear or tablature or video i have no classical training whatsoever you and my husband 
no wonder you guys are friends. <laughs> like, I, I love your husband. You guys crazy. crack me up, seriously. Anybody who can listen to a song and learn, especially complicated songs, I'm just like, you guys blow me away at the amount of talent that you guys have Thank to you. do that, seriously. So you watch a video, or you listen to it or whatever, with the... And again, I just keep going back to the fact that Iron Maiden is so complex. Right. I mean, compared to a lot of other metal bands, they're so complex. How long does it take you to learn, like, a song? Well, um, let's go with example, yeah. the song Ace is High. That was one of the first songs, because I already knew The Trooper, I knew Wasted Years. Um, pretty much those are the only two songs that I knew, because those were the two songs we played in the cover bands that I was in. So the first song we learned, that I learned, was Ace is High. I actually sat down and learned it. That song took me about a week to learn. I was so really? mad at that song because I went, the Trooper is fairly easy, Wasted Years is fairly easy, but Ace is High, that progression is just all over the map and it's fast. Yeah. So it took me about a good week to learn that song. And when I did, I was so frustrated with Ace is High and learning the sol both solos for the song, so frustrated with it that I decided to name the band Ace is High. We got to practice one day and we're like, well, we still haven't figured out a name for the band yet. So we get to practice and I was like, I figured out the name of this band. And everybody's like, what is it? I was like, Ace is High, a tribute to Iron Maiden. And everybody's just kind of, all right. It sounds good. It sounds I mean. good. With that being said, once I learned Ace is High, everything else kind of started to fall into place. So we started going through shows. We had a drummer. Wasn't that great of a drummer. Um, struggled with him. He's either too fast or too slow in some sections. And then our first debut show with uh, Tattooed, Kelly's Bleachers, December 27th, 2014, I believe it was. We were jamming. He, he just, our drummer had just had a shoulder surgery. So he played a special. How does that work? He played oh a special God. setup kit that was really low so he could keep his arms lower instead of having to reach. So we had gotten mad, mad credit from Tattooed. And one of our biggest... Our biggest supporters that night was Tom Williams, who, as you know, is now a guitar player in ASSI. He absolutely loved what we did, and me and Tom meeting was a chance, a, like a, just one of those chance meetings that happened, because a week later, he texted me, he's like, hey, I've got, a, I've got a show February 14th with Tattoo, but I also have a show with my other band, Crash. Can you fill in for me with Tattoo? And it was an honor, because Tattoo was a big name. And I was like, absolutely. So Tom sat with me for a good two, three weeks, a couple times a week, learning 30, I had to learn 30 songs in about a month. That's crazy. And it was tough, because it was all different drop tunings. So oh, going back and forth, yeah. back and forth, changing guitars, yeah, Getting the pain. timing right. Right, oh, exactly. All sorts of stuff. I was playing Pantera, I was playing, uh, playing uh, Buck Cherry, we were playing, you know, <laughs> Nickelback. Um, <laughs> so so we're, yeah, exactly, I had to learn all this stuff from scratch. I did it, and, uh, it turns out that the show that Tom was supposed to do with his band Crash Out in Watertown got canceled because the bar shut down. So me and Tom ended up doing the show as a two as together, which was fantastic. Tom and I, we we mended together like like peas and carrots, if you will. Me and him, we when we started playing together, we kind of clicked instantly. Um, his his playing style and my playing style are very very similar. And I told him while we were practicing for the tattooed show, I said, Hey, if anything ever happens and you want to join Aces High, I'll make a third guitar spot for you. And it was ever never available to anybody else. Yeah. We weren't even talking about adding another guitar player. So lo and behold, the night we did a tattooed show, Tom ended up becoming gainfully unemployed with tattooed and jumped on board with Ace of Sai. That's awesome. And Tom's been with us ever since. And 
Tom has actually pushed me to my abilities to be a way better guitar player. We're playing songs like, uh, we just did Purgatory for the first time in the last show. That song made me put my head through the wall. I was so <laughs> mad with that. It was It's such an intricate, crazy, it's fast paced, it's, it, but it's awesome. I love that song. And once, we before we played that at the live show, the practice before the show, we could not get it together as a group. And me and Tom bickered back and forth about it. Me and him got pissed off at each other about it. You mean because you guys just weren't like... We weren't, the song wasn't flowing together. Okay. We were off, it was too fast, it was too slow, playing something messed up, he was doing something wrong. It, whatever the case may be, we got so pissed at each other, we went back and forth like a couple married girls. So I'm like, I'm like, let's just take it off the list. And Tom's like, we can't take it off the list, dude. You've already advertised it for being played at the show. We have to do it. I'm like, I'm like, fine, dude, whatever. He's like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. We're so mad at each other that at the end of the song, we actually pulled it off and we looked at each other like... Well, it just oh. takes a couple, couple, a couple times around and getting angry with each other to make it happen. So let's do it. So we did it at the show, and there's actually a picture of this at the end of the, at the end of Purgatory. Me and Tom are holding that last note. Somebody snapped a picture of me, and I turned. I'm looking at the guys, and I just got this big smile on my face because we did it. I was like, oh, for all the bullshit that you went bullshit, through to right. get it done, you that got was it the, done. That was the song that I was worried about the most. That's cool. But yeah, Tom's definitely pushed me in my creative ability as far as wh- wh- where I can play. Now I'm, I'm doing more. I'm like, hey, dude, check this out. I learned this harmony for this song. He's like, great. You do that that part, I'll do this part. We get together every once in a while and we practice together and we'll, okay, I, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. Most of the time it's just that him and I just end up sitting there bullshitting for an hour, but we'll play a little guitar here and there. <laughs> how was it so, how does that work with three guitarists? So most bands are like excited if they have two really talented guitarists, much less three very talented guitarists. How does that work with three of them? It, it, it was tough because um, we all got to figure out, we all have to figure out where we're going to go and who's going to play what yeah. and what's what and who's who. And So with that, it's like, okay, Jason will play this this section right here and there's a harmony back here that I'll play. Tommy, you can pick this little lead solo up here that goes out. So we'd all kind of coordinate. It took a lot of work to coordinate all three guitar players yeah. together. And at practice we could really iron it out and Jason would sit there and show me that oh yeah I have this riff perfect I'll go here with that and Tom will play it down there so we did a lot of coordinating together and playing three guitar players and people have asked me the same thing how do you how do you get three guitar players on the same page seriously it's tough because um, Dugout 54 that, that night that you took those amazing photos we did Phantom of the Opera for the first time which was now, awesome that song right there is, so is good. really intricate the three of us doing that high harmony in the breakdown right there it took us a lot to get there, but when we did, that night, it was like, gives me goosebumps just to talk about it because it was amazing how he pulled it off, you know? And we all were just locked in super tight with everything, and Jason coming back with the, with the heavy rhythms let me and Tom do the majority of the lead work together. When Jason would, would jump in with, with his rhythm section, or with his lead section, it just, it just glued everything together. How hard is it to find three guitarists, much less... Plus a bassist, plus a lead singer, plus a drummer. So you guys had like six people in your band. Oh, we've gone through like, way more than that. We've gone through two drummers, uh, two singers, and the guitar players pretty much stayed the same. We haven't changed the guitar lineup. That's craziness. Or the bass lineup, obviously. Ralph's a staple that holds this band together. Why do you think you've had so much? So when did you start the band? May of 2014. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, I got it. Almost three years. Three, three years, yep. That's awesome. Actually, it was May 14th, 2014. So we're... About a week away from our of Ace's High's three-year anniversary. That's awesome. 
So do you contribute some of the um, some of the turnover to the fact that it is so hard to play? I just can't get over the fact that you guys play such complicated stuff. Cause there are a couple of bands out there that I'm just like, there's no cover bands of these guys because they're freaking ridiculously hard to play. Right, like you don't see a Dream Theater tribute band. Because if you saw a dream, point. if you saw a dream Perfect. theater tribute band, that, that's a band you need to drool over. Seriously, they would be like, yeah, you just need to go to L.A. because there's a place for you out there if you can play this. Shit, right, exactly. You know? <laughs> but all, although though, you, then you do you take, let's look at Gabriel Sanchez and his Prince experience. He's killing it, right. and I, I had the, the luxury of sitting in at the Whammy Awards to watch the Prince Experience, and they're amazing. They yeah. are amazing. And That's what I've heard. Your your husband's uh, old guitar player, Gans, yep. is out there. I know. He does a, it. He does a bang up job. It. They really they really have something really special with yeah. that band. And um, Gabriel Sanchez, he's an amazing musician. It's funny because my neighbor. Roman uh, went to high school with Gabriel Sanchez was telling me stories about Gabriel Sanchez with long hair and a batwing coat because he used to do an Ozzy tribute band and Gabriel Sanchez is by far one of the most talented musicians in the city so but you look at that and, and to attribute the turnover to the music being too hard to play I don't think so it's just um, finding the right group of people to do it with the right chemistry with the right chemistry because I've in between drummers you know I've hit up people and said hey I've got an Iron Maiden tribute band. Oh, I love Iron Maiden, but I want to do more. Okay. People have said, well, you're, you kind of limit yourself to just playing Iron Maiden. People want variety. Absolutely. But at the same token, too, we can go out and do a solo show and put, put people in the bar because they just like to go out and see Iron Maiden. It's a treat. Do you think, too, that like cover bands that play a lot of different kinds of songs, so if I want to see a band and I've never heard them before, I want to go to their website, I want to see what kind of songs they play so I'm not right. going there and wasting my time. With a tribute band, I know exactly what I'm going to get. Right. I know, I'm know i an Iron Maiden fan. I'm going to go and I'm going to write some awesome tunes. I think that's pretty cool. That's very interesting. So the last show you did with Master of Puppets, you guys did a really good job. You Thank guys you. were perfect together, too, I thought. Absolutely perfect together, and that's why I, I was pressing so hard to book that show. I saw those guys for the first time with the Judas Beast at the Metal Grill. They opened for Judas Beast. Now, Judas, the boys in Judas Beast, I'm friends with those guys. They're, they're incredible. Those guys, they're talented musicians, straight up. Uh, they do so many shows, and, you know, Dane has got the vocals on lockdown, and and the guitars and the bass. They do they do three guitars too, but at the same token too, if one guitars, guitar player's on vacation, they'll do a show with two, or they'll do three. So yeah. they've got a great blend and they all work well together. Um, so the first time I saw Master of Puppets was Metal Grill. I talked to Kurt, the, the lead singer of, of uh, Master of Puppets. They were amazing. They were really good. They, they were, were really, really fucking good. good. Um, I talked to him, and it turns out he knows Ralph because he tried to start a Rush tribute band with Ralph back in the day. That's another I, band that you're like, who starts a Rush tribute band? Because what? There's one out there, the Rush it's Tribute Project. Crazy. Yeah. Because um, that's another really technical band. And then like, you had the Led Zeppelin. Led Zepp again, I think the name of the band is. Those guys are those guys are phenomenal musicians. So it's crazy. There's so much fucking talent in Milwaukee. It cracks me up. And that's what sucks because our, our scene is kind of dying. People don't really pay attention to it. So, I talked to the guys from A Millennial. So Tom and Mike came on and we were talking about the metal scene and their, like, I don't know, idea for a perfect metal scene would be more, from the listener's point of view, more people excited about coming out to, to see metal bands, right. to see more cover bands. Why do you think that the scene has died? Uh, I know from a couple of our shows we've done, 
people will walk in and be like, okay, we got a $5 cover tonight. Oh, I don't really feel like paying to stick around and see a band. Okay, dude. Okay, right, it's $5. But, you, but you'll, you'll spend $75 to go see Metallica down at, you know, Soldier Field. Or $6 on that Starbucks latte. Exactly. You, you know, <laughs> know, so it's like... I know. Us as local musicians, we, we are out there doing what we do because we love it. And sometimes you got to charge the cover, sometimes we've, we've been great, great enough to where we don't have to charge the cover, and then we have to charge the cover, and it's cool. And you'll get more people at a free show, it's just, it, it, I think people just don't want to pay to go sit in a bar. They're already paying to sit in a bar if you're going to drink anyway, so what's the difference, you know? With Lucky Chance, Kelly actually promoted our show on the radio last time, and I did a lot of promotional end on that, so, so did she. So did Master Puppets, and Zoe Bagos helped out immensely, too. Um, he's a, a huge promoter in this city, and we love what he does because of the stuff that he does. Yeah. So with, we, we, got, we got the people there. We, we, uh, you saw, you were there. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was packed. That was, that was one of our best shows, I think, because <laughs> right. I look at the pictures, and there's just people lined up at the stage. I couldn't even get off the stage. You know I like to play on the floor? Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't move. Yeah. Other than just, like, social media, how are you promoting your band? Um, I tried to hit up all the free sites that I can. Okay. I, I've, we've got a website. Website we have Reverb Nation. We have Gigmore. I'm out on Gigmore. Um, I've put our name out there everywhere. And one of the biggest things when I got this band started is the Google search. The Google yeah. search is immensely popular. So oh, yeah. if you go into Google right now and you type in Aces High Milwaukee, the first thing that pops up is Aces High Tribute to Iron Maiden. I've worked three, three long years to get to that point. And so now when people search up Aces High, we're all over the place. You, you, you go to Images, type in Aces High Milwaukee, Google Images, you'll see me and Tom and Jason and Chuck and Ralph, we're all out there. That's great. Which That's is cool. hard to do. Yeah, exactly. So when a bar owner approaches us, and I can say, if you just Google search us, you'll see what we can do. Well, cool. So... Give me the wrap-up with Aces High, what you guys got coming up. Oh, man, uh, May 20th, we're down at uh, Brewtown Pub and Grill in South Milwaukee. We're doing a solo show, and then uh, June 10th, we're back at Lucky Chance. Um, we're doing a show with a band called Cyanide Sun. They're out of West Bend, a bunch of young guys that play everywhere from Rage Against the Machine to Tom Petty, so it's going to be an interesting show. Those guys are absolutely stoked to be jamming with us, um, and we're stoked to be jamming with them. Gotta love musicians that'll travel from another city, just come down and play with another right? band. It's great, and you know we'll return to favor and go up and play in, in, in West Bend with them. We're trying to get into Summerfest. That's, that's been the that goal be for three years. A, a couple friends of mine have, have tagged me in a few things, and... You know, so I've gone, I've gone and, and put us out there for Summerfest. We're waiting to hear back. We should hear hear shortly if we made the cut or not this year. So uh, that's gonna be huge for Aces High and the 50th yeah. anniversary if we get it this year. That'd be awesome. That would be Good awesome. Luck. Um, thank you. So as far as that, we're we're trying to book shows as much as possible and uh, get out there and just throw out Maiden for the fans. We we always have new songs in the works and. Um, for those who like the newer stuff, and for those who like the older stuff, we try to hit everybody in between. Like we're gonna we're gonna work on uh, maybe El Dorado at some point off of Final Frontier, which is a great song, great tune. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, we just, we just keep it going, and we're just gonna keep rolling through Milwaukee. Awesome. We'll tell fans if they want to listen to you and bars if they want to contact you, where they can get hold of you. You guys, you guys can find us out on uh, Facebook at facebook.com backslash. Aces High Milwaukee, ReverbNation.com, Aces High, a tribute to Iron Maiden. You can check us out at uh, aces22.wix.com. That's pretty much where you can find us. And if you want to book us, just click the, the book now on our Facebook page. Awesome. And I will, of course, link all of this in the show notes to MilwaukeeMetalChick.com. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. <laughs>